What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Islanders country, hello, this is the Eyes on Isles podcast, powered by the Fan Sided Sports Network. I am your host, Joe Bono. Follow me on Twitter at Isles Fix and subscribe to our Monday through Friday newsletter. And joining me, our full-time recurring guest and one of the co-stars from the highest-rated MSG short of all time, Mr. Andy Francis. How are you, sir? Yeah, it rivaled my three lines on Days of Our Lives, for certain. I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Has your life changed since the airing of this Santa Brawl special um, last Thursday after Islanders Rangers, which I thought was really well done. I don't know whether or not it's actually the highest rated uh, MSG short of all time, although I assume it is. We verified. Yeah, it absolutely was. Uh, I was somewhat pleased with how it turned out. They obviously left some funnier lines out of it. Um, I knew they were going to make it as family friendly as possible. (laughs) It was evident as ever with like slow motion shots of us, like hanging out in Herald Square, you know, as as we never had an argument once in our life. Um, It was it was fine. No, I I guess people. I've (laughs) I don't know, maybe it says something about me. You want to know how many people reached out to me? I think maybe two. Me? It's people I just talked to. Every, yeah, <laughs> so you're one. And then I think there was one other. I, people don't care. And also, for me, and, and I don't mean this in any weird, like, it, it, these are these are types of things I've kind of done for a little while. You know, I, I always remember I've been on Conan and Tosh.0 and, like I said, a couple soap operas. So it's not completely foreign to me, but just a little different that that was always a separate world. The Islanders and, like, my New York life was, like, my personal life growing up. So it was almost a meeting of the two lives that I lived, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah, and uh, impressive high kicking, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, where whether or not that was um, brought on by the producers, or you just felt uh, you know caught up in the moment and started doing some rockhead uh, high kicking <laughs> along with the Santa Clauses in Herald Square. <laughs> um, well, listen, um, that that aired Thursday night, 
And uh, Thursday was a miserable day for me. I was in Brooklyn in the afternoon, had to go to something, and I had Disney on Ice tickets at the Bridgeport Arena uh, with my wife and daughter that that evening. I left Brooklyn, like the Diker Heights area, 2.45 to get back to Connecticut, which could be an hour and a half, hour 45 minutes, so I gave myself some buffer. I'm driving up, and the GPS just keeps on crawling up from two hours to two and a half to three hours. And I'm calling. I'm like, you guys are going to have to leave, and I'm going to have to meet you there. Plus, like, all of a sudden, gas started to become an issue. So I pulled out, pulled off, got gas, and then I looked, and I said, if I go straight to Bridgeport from wherever the heck I am now, off somewhere in the Bronx, it'll take me another hour and 45 minutes to get there. And I got into my seat, Miss Beauty and the Beast, the kickoff. And uh, it took me over five hours to get from Brooklyn to my seat in Bridgeport. And then came home and saw the Islanders blow a third period lead. And uh, well, that was, that was Thursday. Par for the course. But then I had, <laughs> but then, but thankfully, I had the Santa, the Santa Brawl special, uh, which lightened things up for me. But like Thursday, always, it's always on me to cheer you up. It, it is. But Thursday, you know, thir- you know, going from Thursday and then into the back-to-back game on Friday, you couldn't have been feeling good about where this team was. Um, an opportunity. They weren't playing great. They were outplayed by the Rangers, but had themselves in a position to hold a third-period lead. They were undefeated going into the third period with a lead all season long. They've been a very good period. Uh, that's been a very good period for the Islanders this season. And uh, they, got, they got just – outplayed and steamrolled by the Rangers. And then you're staring down a back-to-back with Florida, a team that really has just had your number of the last couple of years. And I'll be honest, I was not feeling too uh, good about the uh, the prospects of the Islanders heading into the holiday break uh, after Thursday night. We can't fake like, oh, they haven't blown a third period lead. All We've seen these games. We've seen versus the Devils hanging on for dear life. The signs are all there. We don't get to just put, you know, the uh, – what, what, what word am I thinking of? Tunnel vision, the blinders on? Yeah, I guess the blinders. Let's go with the blinders. We don't get to have tunnel vision and have the blinders on. Right. And and just pretend like we didn't see this coming. My I've I've lamented the defense all year long. And it was it was, is, and will always be my concern as this season goes forward i just pray that the defense realizes okay maybe we're not as good as we thought we have to pay attention in our own end and that rangers game was just a culmination of something that we saw maybe not going into the third but we've seen multiple times either they were had they had a lead in the first or second and that lead meant a grand total of nothing and then conversely when they are behind other than that beginning part of the year, oh, yeah, you get your comebacks and your power play is doing great and your penalty kill. As the season goes on, you see the who the true teams are. And the power play is cooled, the penalty kill is cooled, and the comebacks have dried out, which is I always said you have to factor that in. It's not – and the overtimes are not going to always be wins. Every last thing that I was a Grinch for saying all came to fruition. So it's just something that – in for future reference, because this is what I have to do, you know, once these things, oh, because that's not just one thing. That's not two. That's like six things that I said early in the year when they were at the top of the standings. Look, this is going to be the thing that jettisons them the wrong direction. And that's what's happened. But the last two games, you could say are some reasons for optimism are, are nestled in there. I don't see how you don't feel that way. Um, 
There's one. And, and, and listen, it makes no sense because you look at the injuries piling up, um, who the opponents were. I know Florida right now is behind them in the standings, but they're still a dangerous team, like I said, who have handled the Islanders over the last couple of years. And they won these games convincingly. Those 5-1 scores were indicative of how those games went. And really, in both games, in the first and first period, the Islanders should have scored more goals than they did and been out to even an earlier bigger lead. The game against Florida, I, I was real nervous about because they only had the 2-1 lead going into the third. They lost Nelson. The Simon Holmstrom injury happens. And you're like, oh, is Florida going to steal this game? And it was not the case. They just... They just poured it on in that third period. They dominated them. You got, of course, the, the great story with Atu Ratu being called up and scoring a goal, making it 3-1. Beauvillier had a really good game. He's been on the upswing. And I, I don't know how you – right now you feel good, especially with the next game being Columbus. They needed to string some wins together, and now they have an opportunity, a well, real strong opportunity to win three in a row. You criticized me last time for watching the Devils. Like, I'm oh, sorry, I'm not watching the Devils on a Wednesday night. But you know who is? <laughs> I didn't criticize you for watching now, the Devils. No, I'm just saying. I just you have wanted to, to let you, you know that realize, I'm not watching the Devils. You have to realize the moving parts around your center of the solar system. Like, you know, the Islanders are your son, and all the other teams are just rotating around. But I'm paying attention to those teams, and Florida has been an absolute disaster since Barkov has been out of the lineup. An absolute disaster. So much to the point that the only team that the New Jersey Devils were able to beat in these last month of losses is these beyond dismal Florida Panthers who lost Ekblad, their best defenseman, in the beginning of that game. And the writing was on the wall for them. This is the worst you will see the Florida Panthers look all year. They are playing god-awful. And the Islanders did what they should have done. Now, the Pittsburgh game, even with the circumstances, though, listen, I'm aware of their problems and their struggles, and there's a reason why they are in the standings. But you can't say that coming off the loss against the Rangers and then losing Nelson, losing Holmstrom, being down two forwards that you felt, I didn't feel really good and confident going into that yeah, third game. Bobrovsky made a lot of good saves early in that game that kept them within range. And after what happened the previous game, I, I didn't expect the three goal. Yeah, you but know, if you got the Rangers' the effort on the other side from Florida, they were losing that game. Um, what I'm trying to say is they had a much less effort from their opponent, which allowed the you know lineup with a couple players removed to impose their will yeah, and win that enough. game. Mm -hmm. And then last night, trust me, I am equally as happy. This win is probably the best I've seen in a very long time. I've watched Pittsburgh play this year. Most people have. Look. I promise you, this is not some sort of, oh, he's just trying to fight. That team is as flat as you would ever see them. They didn't even up it like when they were done. They didn't come out in the second with more energy. Didn't come out in the third with more energy. They were flat from beginning to end. And after a hiatus, after a break, you know, that, that can happen. That absolutely can happen that after an extended period, the first game back, a team comes out flat. Doesn't take away from how good the Islanders play. They kept pushing it. All season we've been saying, does this team ever look like they skate hard? Do they ever? Last night, from beginning to end, that to me was the biggest positive right. takeaway, is that they had energy. You start to feel, I really started to think, is, is it maybe because they live on Long Island? Is it the water in these bagels that everybody claims makes them taste so much better? Does it actually slow down faster players? Does it actually, do these carbs set in and not allow these players who used to have juice like to 
to play to their full potential. But last night we saw that. We saw a potential future use of Casey Sezikis at the wing because he hasn't been as effective of a center that he's been in the past. And I think maybe this forced issue with all the injuries has now opened the eyes to maybe he can be utilized in a different kind of role going forward, if necessary, if necessary. Listen, I hear you. And obviously, I think if you were watching um, the Penguins and seeing the role they've been on, I think Carolina is the only team that's you know, beaten them in the previous month, two overtime losses and one regulation loss to Carolina. They've been playing great hockey. So the fact that they came flat, we've seen other teams. We've seen the Islanders. That happened to the Islanders yeah. a few years ago in terms of just coming out of the break flat. So I'm, I'm a fine. A few years ago. It's, it's the dominance. A few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> but it was the dominance of the game, right? 43 to 21 in the shots. Um, it wasn't like they won these games 3-2 against a flat opponent, right? They were the better team from the start. Like you said, it felt like everyone was playing with Zach Parisi-type level juice in the way they were skating, the aggressiveness, the relentlessness. And really, you know, it was one of these kind of like your best defense is your consistent offensive pressure. They were, they were unable to maintain anything in the momentum-wise um, against the Islanders even after they tied the game 1-1, after um, the Isles had really dominated that first period and could have been up, you know, more more than – more than that. And uh, I know you mentioned the power play, which absolutely is struggling. Um, I think um, they are now well, it was over like seven the last of 50. They're they, don't seven know, they don't know what 50 they're doing. At home on their power play. But, but um, they actually have the league's best penalty kill at UBS Arena at home. The oh best penalty God. kill gonna, at home. Are you going to 39 of 44. I mean, you mentioned right, before. Go you ahead. Said go ahead. Said both cooled off. Go you said ahead. both cooled feel- off. But at home, they have the best penalty kill at home. So either way, not a lot of power play goals um, at UBS Arena. If I were to tell you what are the Islanders trying to set up on their power play, what's your answer? I'm not talking power play. I'm just saying no, the I'm penalty just, kill oh, at I'll home. Get, oh, I'll get to the penalty kill good. that just sits back and lets you do whatever the hell you want. But the power play, what are they trying to set up? How about this? What is Washington trying to set up on their power play? I think uh, they want to get the puck to number eight on the uh, left circle more times than not. Yeah, exactly. What are the Rangers trying to set up on their power play? Uh, number 10. Well, yeah, he's in a controller, and they're trying to get Zabanajet to blast that one. What are we trying to set up? We don't know. There's no answer. They don't yeah. even know what they're – so they'll put it through a seam, and then someone else holds it, and then just sends it back to Barzal, who won't shoot, and they just keep running this back and forth. Dobson has a good shot, not like a Pulak-level shot, so if he sees a lane, he usually takes it. But there's really no designed play for anybody. And that's extremely frustrating to watch because power plays, if you've watched these Islanders series in the past, Tampa Bay, their power play has just won them games, series, you name it. The power, the New York Rangers, they were, they were on their way to getting eliminated right from the playoffs. Their power play single-handedly won them the series versus Carolina and then had them up two games to nothing against Tampa and then up to nothing in game three with two power play goals. That ultimately is what wins and or, mm-hmm. or can tip a series if you remember how scared the Islanders were to take penalties in game seven, that they were willing to get dominated five on five as long as they didn't take penalties. It is extremely important. And it's something that they they can't go into another year not having any answers on the power play because this has been going on for eight years now. Yeah. And, and the different uh, different numbers of uh, assistant coaches, you know, from uh, from Scott Gomez included, right? Go back as far as that. Um, 0 for 25 now in the last eight games, 42 minutes plus of actual power play time uh, across those eight games without scoring a power play goal. And listen, the fact that Paul Mary, and I'm not saying that the power play was clicking when these guys were here, but the fact that Paul Mary is injured can help. And uh, obviously the Wallstrom inj- inj- uh, injury as well. Um, I think Andrew Gross a couple uh, week or so ago had written about, 
them trying to emphasize getting the puck to Wallstrom on the second power play unit. I think we saw a little bit of that, but nothing, you know, nothing consistently. When the second unit gets out there, you see how worried the defenders are of both Pulak's and Wallstrom's shot. You have to have shots that bring the defenders out to you and, and that keep them over there, that allow space to the other puck carriers. There's two different ways they can go about this. Number one, I Nelson's done his best to try to have that shot from the circle that the Islanders haven't had in years. And he's been working on his one-timer. It's clear as day. He had a grand total, total of zero one-timers last year. Now you see them try to rip them, you know, through many power plays. But the only one I've seen him score was that one game against the Rangers like a month and a half ago. But one potential way to, to fix this is if you see Panarin, who's a righty, the way he runs the Rangers power play, he's setting up both Fox and Zabanajad. And it's the constant threat of the passes to the both of them. So if you want to put Dobson in Fox's role, where he can be a threat to shoot off of Barzal's pass, and then also they need that second shooter, whether that's Palmieri or whether that's Wallstrom or even Pulak, who would be a second defenseman, probably that would be the the least favorable option. But you can do that, and then those two shots will bring those two defenders out to them and allow Barzal the space that Panarin gets. However, Panarin has a slightly better shot than Barzal. So, you know, this is something they need to try to figure out because running the same thing out there because they had a decent stretch in the middle. They were god-awful in the beginning. They're once again god-awful. And it's not likely that two stretches like that happen over the first half of a season and it's just bad luck. It's you know, more than just a coincidence. Yeah, I think it was the game against Boston where, you know, Lane Lambert was questioned about the the power play and he kind of nice, kind of wrote it off as being like the power play has been good. We're at 20, 20 something percent. Da, 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 da. He's like and, you and with those stats. Since. You bring up a, it's like someone's trying to get to the problem. <laughs> but you're like, do you know in home games on Thursdays, That's that the a, Islanders actually can kill two out of two penalties? You can say that all you want, but oh, when somebody so. tomorrow is Thursday. So that'd be, that'd be big to see if that stat continues. No, you know what I'm saying though. It's like, uh, I, it's one thing with me and it's long-term. I don't give a shit if they have a good record for a week, two weeks, three weeks, when they're playing a real team in a seven game series, what's going to happen. All these things are absolutely meaningless. You're not going to be playing the Chicago Blackhawks in rounds one, two, three, or four. You only have to see how this would stack up when it truly counts. And the brand of hockey you saw last night, the brand of hockey you saw against Florida is not even close to the intensity you'll see when the games really matter. So that's why I often say it's a regular season. I hate to say this, but the preseason is to the regular season what the regular season is to the playoffs. It's a borderline grain of saltish. It is, unfortunately. So I think as we switch gears, this next, my next view, I think maybe, maybe not, will be more on par with your thinking in that Hudson Fashing's a really good story, right? Austin Zarniak was a really good story last year. People are excited. Every projection future line breakdown is Hudson fashing right there. Um, I'm, I like what he's seen. I like the flexibility and the versatility that they've been able to use him in a couple different ways and playing with Barzell um, and playing with obviously previous to that, playing on the fourth line, third line. You know, it's it's been great. I just don't know and don't expect that if this team were to be fully healthy and mean Paul Mary and Clutterbuck back, that – Hudson Fashing has cemented a role here. Maybe he's able to do that over the next week or so, but I just want to kind of cool things down because these are really small sample sizes. 
it's a reason why potentially that he has not had an ability to sit with, you know, sustain himself um, with a couple of franchises that certainly did not have really good NHL teams over the last couple of years. So, you know, what's your thoughts on, on fashion? I'm, 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 again, I want to, don't want to douse this with um, water and just kind of, you know, just kind of uh, throw away what it, what it's been, what's been done. It's a great story and he's played really well and he was extremely active and definitely helped create a couple of goals last night, but I'm not going to certainly assert him as kind of one of the ways to solve the Islanders problems. And I think some people are hoping that's the case. Now, you know, he, he might be like, he might be like the uh, tire that you keep in your trunk, the emergency tire to get you to the, uh, the gas donut, station. The donut. Yeah. The donut. He could be a donut <laughs> and you ride that donut. I can't as change it. I can't change As long as it's working, you know, um, I wrote a donut want, the entire way to it. admit, you know, that at least live. I like, can't no, change. I, can no, change I can't change a tire. What do you I've mean? If you have it. YouTube on your phone, you could change a tire. It may be, maybe if I had to, I could get through it, but I've never had to do it. I never even like really shadowed anyone to watch it. Um, one time I was leaving, this is years ago. I was leaving my office and I had parked the car in the garage and I had to leave because I was going to a, um, the U2 concert at giant stadium. And uh, I, as soon as I pulled out, I recognized I had a flat and I had to call back the office and get uh, a guy, Kevin, I work with, came down and put the donut on. And I rode the donut all the way to uh, the Meadowlands. There it is. So but thanks for that, that donut. If he's playing well and he's contributing and he's alleviating some pressure or he's adding on to a line like he did last night with Barzell, just run it till it's not working of anymore. Yeah, 100%. If something's working, use it. I, I never, you know when you have people in the AHL and the minor and they're lacking confidence, when they finally find it, you never know what might be, might come of it. Now odds are that if somebody has been cut multiple times, like Kiefer Bellows or someone like that, this guy, he doesn't have it. Now, granted with Bellows, I took two games for me to see. Yep. That's one of those guys is not going to translate to the NHL. You know, at least, Fashing has some of that juice, that intensity where, you know, worst case scenario, you know, these last couple of years, if one of the guys was missing from the fourth line and you needed somebody to throw their weight around, but also be able to contribute a little bit, we just rolled out like Ross Johnson or Leo Komarov. You know, he's somebody who may be able to offer a little bit more than them in the event down the road. We have our forwards actually situated and you'll have somebody like that in the event that you need to fill in a player on that fourth line or something like that. But for me, I saw somebody today refer to him as uh, Matt Barzal's Matt Molson, which is kind of funny. Uh, maybe if, if he is, that'd be the biggest blessing yeah. you could ever have a, a bum who you can get to 30 goals every year Cheap. and then maybe trade for something. For Thomas Vanek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The type of player that all Islander fans are thinking will just magically work again. If we send a first and fashing for. Yeah. I mean, listen, how old was Molson when he kind of, burst on and scored his first because fashing's got 27 yeah well you, you'd have to imagine molson during those 30 goal years yeah, with Tavares was, 26. was what, 25 26 27 26 was his first year at the islanders and scored 30 goals and yeah 24 25 the kings five goals and uh 22 games five goals his first year one goal in seven games and then 30 31 36 with the islanders um, before he was, uh, but you know, the Islanders the always had this ability to, to, to get contracts for people, whether it was Marius Tchaikovsky or Jason Blake, we knew how to make 30 and 40 goal scores out of carnies and then send them to other teams who had to eventually buy them out. And then they would come back like Tchaikovsky and have another good year with the Islanders. 
How about Jason Blake's like son is on Team USA, right? Jackson really? Blake. How old are we? I would imagine he's fast. He's got to be fast. Well, Jason Blake had that. Jason Blake. Jason Blake had that Rick Flair quality. Seven. He had that Rick Flair quality where he looked sixty at twenty, so you never really knew his. <laughs> right. He had white hair that was kind of gray. <laughs> this guy, he could have been any age there ever was. Uh oh, that's Jason Blake. <laughs> He's like, he I didn't look he old. He knows we're talking trash. Um, sorry about that. Um, so listen, we'll see what happens. I think obviously now with the Wallstrom potential injury, in, uh, injury, and you know what, people didn't know exactly whether or not it was the the shoulder, the way he kind of came down after the hit, or the Joseph hit against the boards, being cross checked, and was he in concussion protocol? Uh, Lane Lambert earlier today um, confirmed that it was not concussion protocol. So that actually. I feel weird saying that, but that might be bad news that it's not, concu- you know, it wasn't like a one day concussion protocol type of thing where a spotter picks something up like, like Brock Nelson getting hit in the back of the head with the uh, Romanov uh, friendly fire. So, you know, there could just be spots available um, for, for fashion to stick around here. When do you think the fans start turning on Wallstrom? That's going to happen any day. Now, you know, Islander fans, they're like wrestling fans. Like they do. Come on, give us Wallstrom. We want Wallstrom. Stop benching Wallstrom. They give him a full allotment on the first line for a full season. Got to imagine that's going to come at what? No, the it's 70 coming, game yeah. mark. Yeah. Hudson fashion. Yeah. I think, I think our friend, our mutual friend, right? Islander uh, fans are straight up villains. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> they're straight up villains. They will boo their grandson on the ice. If he has a bad game. I think we had our mutual friend, uh, you know, referenced, uh, you know, Hudson fashion is greater than Oliver Wallstrom in one of his tweets. Um, he, uh, if you're talking Phil. about the guy I think you're talking about, <laughs> he just says too much. It's hard to, it's hard. Well, Twitter needs listening. to come up with a semi mute button where you, you can need the community notes nonsense. for the, uh, for the, for the Islander files, not Twitter. the community notes. I just don't want to <laughs> sit. The, the guy says way too much and he's probably listening and he's going to say, what are you referencing in specific? I don't know. Take your pick. Take your pick. Um, but listen, these it's right now. It's 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 feel good right now. Um, Corey Schneider was actually the first goalie off the ice. We'll see whether or not he gets a start against a really struggling uh, Columbus team that's lost six in a row and has even a longer break because their Tuesday game against Buffalo got got postponed. But there's there's going to be positions and 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 Atu Ratu. I know people are going to want him. People get intoxicated by youth and the excitement around it, especially when you see a special play like he did on the goal to make it three one. I think more likely than not, at most, this is the nine-game cap look and, yeah. and back to Bridgeport, and and maybe people need to be prepared for that. Of course, who oh, knows? Go I mean, the I don't think they're going to throw Wallstrom away a year people. of control for that. The people are going to say, "Just send Wallstrom down, bring Verratti to four. <laughs> yeah, that, they honestly, <laughs> if just I watched the movie Gladiator, <laughs> they're the people in the audience. They don't know. They just want blood. They're screaming. They want the next guy. They want Doug Flutie in, and then boo when he does bad. Then they want. They just want the constant carnival cruise of people in and out. Um, Ever been on a carnival cruise? I've never been on a cruise my no, whole twice. life, and I never will be. Never. That's, yeah, that is a guarantee. Why? I you have never be boats? on a cruise because it's almost like one of those things where that's like, oh, you're you're a cruise guy. Like it's you fell for it. You fell for the scam of going on a boat where they shove you all in and they charge you for these little rooms and you're seeing the same disgusting Cabins. people on the same disgusting place and the same disgusting meals that have been prepared for 500 people. It's gross. And they package they package a prison sentence as a destination vacation. <laughs> and there's, I don't know. There's a frozen yogurt 
like soft serve ice cream stand in like every corner. It's it's quite amazing. Uh, Bill Burr had a great thing. He said, if we're looking about <laughs> reducing the world population, you could start by firing off some rockets at the cruise ships because those are the people that you probably want to get rid of. <laughs> I went I went on to like early 20s, like have some money, but not a lot of money where I can go on these really like super fancy vacation spots and a seven day cruise where I can say, oh, I went to Mexico. I went to Jamaica. I did all these couple yeah. spots here and there on the little excursions. It was great. Yeah, you wanted your Instagram moment where look at me here. Uh, look it wasn't at me even there. Instagram at that point. I'm I know, like oh five, oh six. Here. Yeah, I know. You know I had I my know. maybe a but, BlackBerry but Pearl. I was taking was the, photos with. It was the word of mouth. That was Instagram. You wanted you wanted people to say like, oh yeah, Joe was in Jamaica. Joe was in. Uh, Joe was just following the Beach Boys song. He was in Aruba, Jamaica. He was everywhere. You know. It might have been a little bit of that, you know. Hey, what what do you got? You know, you start you start. If you've already done something, then you start having conversations with people. You gone any travel? Have you been anywhere lately? What remember you on doing? Facebook? Oh, nothing. Oh, I was. On, uh, you remember early Facebook when people just would do the obnoxious countdown to their vacation, like "Can't wait for Aruba in 512 days." But like when the original status, <laughs> Facebook status was like your away message. There wasn't yeah, all this posting exactly. long stuff at the time. Andy Francis is. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I used to just put is a damn interesting individual, you know, just generic <laughs> statements. <laughs> or, uh, you know, I would have we get poked. I used to get poked on Facebook, whatever that meant. There were a lot yeah, of you different, remember that you get poked. A lot. I wasn't What's a big going on poker. here. I wasn't a big poker. No, but have you been poked? I mean, you know, maybe not poking yourself, but um, and uh, <laughs> we had a couple. So crazy. I moment we'll take a break and we'll talk more about the Sandra Brawl and the Islanders is that, you know, I work in finance full time and all of these websites were available. Like you can just log on and try to do your regular work and you could just go on to your internet explorer and get logged on to Facebook. And of course, if you were in your early the mid twenties, you were on Facebook at different parts of the day. And a common mistake they made at one of the, um, one of the uh, interface changes that they did to Facebook is that like the status update looked a lot like the search bar. And sometimes someone would type in like, like a girl's name or something oh, as their status. Enter. Oh, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Why don't I remember that? So that Andy Francis so is Mary, you know, Swanson. Before you go to break, I'll tell you a fantastic <laughs> quick story. Have you ever been on Instagram? I have been. Yes. Can, can you imagine if you were um, a, a younger single guy and you met somebody out or something like that, and then you exchanged information and then you searched for them on your own to try to see who they are, yeah, what the hell course. they look like, who their friends are. So yeah, if you actually looked at your phone afterward and you hit the search bar, their name is the first underneath. Well, I know somebody who they exchanged info, like phone number and everything like that. He forgot that he had did that Got and then when the they history. eventually did hang out and she took his phone to like put her instagram name in she oh, was... saw her name already there dun, dun, dun. i and mean it's still almost, you gotta almost expect that at this point how do you not expect someone to do their uh, this due was diligence? right on the cusp this was right on the cusp of expecting that or that actually still being considered creepy because mm -hmm. you know there's been a gradual thing where creepiness has just been normalized well this i think listen if you have the ability if you're maybe um if that person has a private instagram and maybe you're taking uh ways to i don't know somehow see stuff beyond it i don't know do you like know how weird friends, it is maybe that'd be creepy but i think i think i think it's fair game i listen i've been out of that game for a long time now but I think if I went on a date with someone or even if I knew I was going on a date with someone, if it was like an online dating thing and I had their first, I probably would try to 
see them on Instagram, of course. Oh, it's fully understandable. But do you know the lose-lose situation I'm in? Because believe it or not, I could be out there. Believe it or not, you're single? Relatively <laughs> relatively charming. You know, I could be relatively charming when I'm out there. I meet some girl, get her number. She's laughing a little bit. And then we're texting. And then, you know, before we go out, oh, well, what's your Insta? Do you know what my tales from the crypt Instagram looks right. like. Mm-hmm. There's comedy videos. There's stand-up stuff saying things. I don't want a potential first date to see. I got my sports betting videos where I'm yelling. What do you at do? People. How do you hide this party life until it's, it's, it's okay to unveil well, it? Well, what I've done is, you know, I think there's some honor in this because there's mostly truth to this. I say, look, I, produce videos for a couple different companies and i feel really weird knowing that like you're watching all this stuff of me before like we we go out and make me feel self-conscious so i put it back on them and i'm mm. like i'm like how about after we go out I'll, i'm like is that fair something like that because okay. then once then like once a little bit get, of a trust a little bit of a test there too can they can they can they wait can they yes. resist and then the also once they do potentially go on a date because the social media me isn't 100% the, you know, hanging out with me, me. And many times then they can watch the video and be like, oh, yeah, I get that. Because, you know, when you're watching somebody perform something, some, sometimes you write up shit that is just a complete exaggeration. But if somebody were to see that and say, hey, want to go out with this guy? Are you crazy? Listen to what he thinks about, you know. Yeah, I'm just power play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just wait till he takes his Islander power play frustrations out that's, on you. That's when you'll know you'll have the, you'll have met the one. She goes, didn't you predict the Devils were going to fall out of first place a couple episodes ago? Oh, I already have guys who are proposing to me after the amount of money I made them last playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will take a break. Uh, when we come back, more about Andy's uh msg special what was left out what more do we need to know and of course talk a little bit more about the islanders moving forward this is the eyes on isles podcast powered by the fan side of sports network joe bono andy francis will be right back what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. We're back. Joe Bono and the single Andy Francis. Eyes on Isles podcast. And um, we talked at the start of the show about the Santa Brawl special that aired on MSG on Thursday. There's a YouTube link. You can go and watch it on demand about 10, 12 minutes in total. And I thought it was really well done. I thought you and your friends came off really likable. The whole nature of it, I thought, was really just fun. And, um, you know, really, I think, brought brought a lot of fans back to that moment. And, you know, just thought fondly about just that period of Islander history, too, 2003. Like, the team is pretty good, but you still kind of have this dilapidated building and everything is kind of sad around the franchise. But the team is probably a playoff team. So um, for those that did watch it, what else you know, maybe some spoilers here, but if you haven't yet, but you know, what else should we want to know about that? That maybe was, was left out on the editing room floor. Did they capture all the main points? No, they did. I mean, look, I personally believe, and I knew this ahead of time, it's around the holidays. I don't think they're going to put something out there that's going to get anybody riled up. So it was very family friendly, very, Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, it did capture, I mean, it, it captured what the event was like and what the buildup to it was and kind of the way the events unfolded. There was some funny stuff that we had told them that they left out. And then also one of the main things that I wanted people to understand, it was the millisecond in time before social media was created. I believe Facebook was invented a mere matter of months later. This was one of the few events that occurred right before people could really start capturing things and sharing it. The one video that existed of it still until this special came out was one grainy video from a guy's VCR that he must have taped the Rangers intermission. And he right. had Sam Rosen talking about it during the intermission. The footage looked like it was pulled from the Titanic. It looks like it's from 1910. So it was wild that this this event only lived on through people lying about it in articles, making it seem like it was the Royal Rumble. I told them if you were to read the articles, it felt like you'd be what you would have been watching Hell in the Cell out there, that the Undertaker was throwing mankind off the top of the cell. And it was nothing like that at all. It was funny. It was a joke as the video evidence showed. A lot of smiles out there. Right. And also although although the you know, what you touched upon it is that you had kind of the friends beating on the friends because everyone was kind of in on it and we're getting reactions from the from the crowd. But then there were people that obviously were not in on it with you guys that kind of started taking part and, you know, 
getting a little bit uh, more physical with uh, with your Ranger friend buddies as well, including uh, one nine year old that we still haven't. Yeah, down. but they they didn't throw punches to the face. You could even see a couple people doing fake wrestling punches where right, they're actually right. not even <laughs> touching them. Like they're barely touching them. Just the motion of punches, which is great. That's great. And something that's fascinating is you couldn't have an event like this now, not because of clearances, not because of all that stuff, but because of the weird nature of, and I want you to Google or YouTube clay Thompson coming off the plane when the warriors won the uh, NBA championship, the whole crowd is filming them. The warriors are filming the crowd and it's just a weird picture and video of people filming each other rather than true celebrations. If you look on the ice, it's everyone enjoying the moment. Nobody has anything they yeah. can check on their phones either. So the whole crowd is all just watching. If you check the high res photos that are available, like on, on uh, like stock images and whatnot, you can just zoom in into the crowd's faces. And it's just like a bunch of open eyed smiles. That's a, it's dead. Like, you know, a dying breed that is a gone luxury. Everybody enjoying what's happening in the moment, in that actual moment. Right. You'll never see it again. It's fully gone because of technology. I've been at concerts where the lead singer has kind of started off the show being like, everyone put down your effing phone. Like, we're going to like be in the moment here for the next like two hours. And everyone's like filming him, <laughs> filming him saying that. It's can't, over. Can't do it. I remember there was another joke about, can you imagine... Um, it was something about people filming their kids' graduation through an iPad. Something it was something absurd about like the visual of holding up the iPad and not actually watching your kid graduate. Instead, getting a video that you'll never watch of your kid graduating with their iPad. But that that dynamic, it truly was one of the last times you'll ever get to see that. And the fact that nobody had this on video, it just lived in the archives. And had they not made this special, nobody would have ever seen the high resolution video. And it makes you think how many other events like that exist where you simply don't have the actual story because nobody did a 10 minute mini and documentary. Think, yeah, it. exactly. And I think too, like I watch 30 for thirties and I'm, I'm a big documentary nut. Like I, I, I love all nonfiction. That's I pretty much read nonfiction books. I love documentaries, sports, otherwise. And I watch these things that happened maybe in the 70s, 80s, 90s. I know a little bit about, but you get a lot more information about that. I wonder as I get older and maybe watch back what the documentaries are of this period, will there be any new information? Uh, just because so much is put out there so quickly and there's so many takes so soon that you don't have kind of these just quick moments and then you're relying on you know people telling the story from these various perspectives. And, you and they're liars the because they want credit. They want credit for themselves, so they'll add to it. They're like the reason Dave Chappelle left the Chappelle show, because everybody wanted to get their mitts on it, and everyone had to have their little interjections. And that's what people have with these type of events. And I'll tell you this right now. If the event ended up not as kindly as it did, you wouldn't have seen this special. But this is one that you can air. Sorry to say this, but this is one you can air on television, and everyone can have a smile about it yeah. like the way that they did. But I got news for you. If this really did end up the Santa Brawl, there wouldn't have been a mini documentary about it right before Christmas. I'll mm -hmm. guarantee you that. So these events that you're talking about where you wish more light would get shed on it, you really got to get lucky, like something maybe that you saw with Woodstock and Netflix uh, a couple months ago yeah, where the they showed some Woodstock. gross things. Yep. Yeah. yeah, where like people had film, but no one actually put it together. And, and again, weren't seeing it in real time. You know, we um, you know talk about that other Netflix special on like the Fire Festival uh, from a few years ago with uh, Ja Rule. Like that was more kind of what would happen in today's, you know, real life 
you know, as it's happening, people kind of seeing everything already, you can still obviously put together a documentary with some of the backstories, how things got to that point, but what people are experiencing, a lot of those, vi a lot of those visuals um, for people that were following at the time were, were not new. I think so. I think you and your friends were big winners, uh, came out great um, on, on the, on the show. And then I think the other big winner was obviously Genevieve's pharmacy. I thought they were the big winner getting, uh, getting all that free advertisement for the, now the defunct uh, pharmaceutical company that you mentioned. <laughs> Cause I remember Genevieve's they had one in Brooklyn. I think Avenue, you had my head in yeah. Genevieve's. There's some I sort of scam up. going on. When you said on. Genevieve's, I started laughing hysterically. I'm like, wow, I haven't thought about Genevieve's in probably 20 years. There's some sort of scam going on because too many pharmacies are closing down like nightclubs and then just reopening on it. It was like Genevieve's, then it turned into Eckerd, which turned Eckerd, into yeah. Rite Aid. Why are all these pharmacies closing down? I don't like, know. So I think they're just changing name for like the rebrand because it's like it's new now? Well, I remember uh, if they closed down a club in New York City, yeah. like the Sound Factory, they would just go, oh, it got closed down due to drug use. And then it would be open two weeks later. And instead of like Sound Factory, it'd be Sund Factory. Right. And they would just cross off a letter. I'm like, no, no, it's a new business. Yeah, There's I think I remember sort of going to a going on. place in Chelsea called Plaid. And that became Quo. <laughs> yeah. And Quo became something else. Well, you, really, your first name just needs to be very long. And then you just keep removing like a, a word off the end. Well, no, it's listen. not status quo anymore. It's just Quo. <laughs> well, Genevieve's founded 1924, had a heck of a run, almost 70 years. Uh, and then obviously getting its uh, getting its due um, on the on the on the broadcast. Um, all right. So back back back, back to Alan, just kind of just looking ahead. How concerned are you with the lack of knowledge we have around all these injuries? Um, we're looking for updates and just kind of the way hockey is really frustrating as a fan. Um, what goes on with hockey with the lack of ability to disclose anything in terms of time scales, what the injury is, lower body, upper body, et cetera. But, you know, Pellick is not skating still been out since that game early December against St. Louis. Paul Mary, he's he's in for the half a game against Arizona, back out. Varlamov, he's around the team but not skating. I don't care if how how much you feel good about Fashing and Ratu, uh, and then you know, Zegas on the wing and Parker Wertherspoon and all you want to feel good about. This is not good to have four, five, six regulars out of the lineup. And um, yeah, I feel like some of them are going to be prolonged potentially through another few weeks. I don't, I don't know how close anyone really is. I mean, I guess Paul Mary uh, and Clutterbuck are the closest, but this is dragging on longer than I expected. Number one, you absolutely are correct about the vague nature of the disclosing of injuries in the NHL. It's pretty weird that they let them get away with that, especially when you think of the NFL, they're so strict. I don't know if many people know this, but it actually all stems back to gambling. Uh, people were making or not making too much money based on who was going to be in the lineup and not in the lineup. So they made it, uh, they forced teams to come out with the exact practice reports with the designations and all that stuff. It's pretty wild to me that the NHL doesn't have something similar and they, they just leave all these situations up in limbo. And then you just have to use kind of hints like, oh, did they put him on long-term injured reserve? Did they, you use the hints to try to gauge where those players are at. That's definitely something that's messed up. But as far as the injuries go, this is something that every team every year has to deal with. Hockey's one of those sports over 82 games. It's way too physical. You can never expect to get through the season with the majority of your roster intact. That's why it was. it's always important to have, especially like a seventh defenseman, who you can somewhat rely on to hop into the lineup. I'll point back to when the Islanders traded for Andy Green and then when Boychuk left the lineup. They inserted green and their run continued, no problem. You know, 
Cut to the year before that. Boychuk left the lineup. They replaced him with Thomas Hickey, everyone's favorite anchor from the people under the stairs, and they got swept. They didn't win a game again once Boychuk was out of the lineup. So something like that is very important, but injuries have to be dealt with. I mean, the Carolina Hurricanes, they had all those subtractions during the offseason. I mean, they lost multiple forwards, and then Pacioretty, the guy, Pacioretty, Pacioretty, yes, uh, he gets in, he injures his Achilles before the season. So they're playing shorthanded. Now they lost Aho for a chunk of games, although he came back recently. They won every single game he didn't play in. These are things that you have to deal with. Think about the Bruins. They didn't have Marshawn. They didn't have um, um, McAvoy on the back end. They were fine. Every team has to deal with this. And uh, the Islanders are, are no different. You have to fight your way through these games with the roster that you got. And they're going to have to continue to do so. You know, Max Pacioretty is from my new, I guess I guess I can't ever call it my hometown. I guess my kids will call it their hometown, New Canaan, Connecticut. Max Pacioretty. Oh, really? There's like one dive bar-ish in, in New Canaan. It's called the White Buffalo um, in town. And if you go in towards the back of the of the bar, there's like three Pacioretty jerseys. <laughs> you talk about me giving Genevieve's promotion. Look at you giving the, giving White, Buffalo. Wo- the mm-hmm. White Buffalo promotion. That's a fun place. And now, you know, uh, you know, the weather's okay outside, some live music. Go hang out by the Max Pacioretty uh, jerseys and, and, uh, and enjoy some – you know, late nights in New Canaan, which usually end around nine before you have to head on home. So, <laughs> um, all right. So, listen, we'll see what happens. Islanders, Columbus, like we said, Columbus riding six game losing streak could be really disappointing for the Islanders not to uh, pick up another two points. And this Metro division is going to be super tight. We spent some time on it last week uh, talking about how tight it is and what teams might fall out and what teams may stay in. Washington's obviously caught fire. They're playing great. Rangers uh, stunk it up against them on, on Tuesday night and uh, no one was really happy. And, you know, maybe I, you know, maybe people are giving the Rangers a little bit more too much credit. Maybe the devil's a little bit too much credit. And and maybe they're one of the teams that kind of slide out and uh, we'll see whether or not the Islanders can kind of keep this a long way uh, to go. Good momentum go a long way. We're not even really at the, yeah, you, you're looking. You're putting that card before the who's going to slip out. More than half the years left. Somebody might slip in, for all you know. I just I can't believe that's that long left in the season. It feels like yeah. it's been a bit of a season already. But yeah, there's more than half the of the trap. year ago. Don't and fall into um, the trap. you know, they I know they say, oh, the casual hockey fan, which I'm not sure how many there are, but the casual hockey fan doesn't really start paying attention to hockey, um, you know, until after football season is over you know, in mid-January, February or whatnot. I think that's more about maybe the the local news people start, uh, you know, emphasizing that, you know, basketball and hockey around that time because baseball hot stove has cooled off and the football season's over. So we... Um, uh, there's truth see. to it. Yeah. There's there truth is. to it. I mean, I, I, I am, am, as a lifelong diehard hockey fan, would advocate don't pay close attention until then. Because those are the when points are at a premium, you're going to start to see those real versions of teams, the ones that you're going to see come playoff time. Early in the year, mail-ins happen. Why do we care so much 50. about the Thanksgiving Day number? At least I do. That's, not just that's me, why I wanted too. to go nuts on you. Sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, you know what? Let this guy enjoy his weird, meaningless stats. <laughs> I mean, it means I I'm, couldn't think of everyone's something. Everyone's writing articles about Thanksgiving Day. I couldn't Day. think of something that means less than being in a playoff positioning by Thanksgiving. I mean, have the oh, Buffalo the Sabres never taught you anything about their, like, 10-2 and two starts every single year? It means nothing. 
Just because you're 10-2 to start doesn't mean you're in a playoff spot come Thanksgiving. I, game 50. You look at game 50 and say, where are these teams at? Okay, this is where we're going to go from here. Like, that's usually you're going to start to see who the teams are by game 50. I, I, I Listen, I tend to agree with you, but that, that date, for some reason, obviously carries water across the league. Um, um, even they talked about executives yeah. and coaching staffs talking about it and emphasizing it. Yeah. Um, even before yeah. that, I remember someone t- early on in the season talked about how well the Islanders were scoring goals. And it was like nine games into the year. And I was like, well, it's kind of a small sample size. And we're like, it's nine games. That's not small. It's one tenth of the season. Um, so. Yeah. And the Florida the Panthers record carried weight with all those hockey people too, until they played the Tampa Bay lightning. And I was the only person who said they were made a lot of money, made a lot well, of money about people that money. listen. It's not even about making money. It's about how are you not foreseeing this happening? They've shown you this a million times. An offense is not going to translate like that in the defense when teams close everything down and the refs let more go, but no, every single year. And you're going to see it again this year. People are going to take Pittsburgh in the first round. They're going to lose again because they keep blowing leads. It's, you know what? Like I don't know if I just can take Tristan Jari. I know like he wasn't he, even part of that uh, equation last year, but even even still. Doesn't matter. Uh, They've blown leads in both Islanders series and that Rangers series. You don't care about defense. You go nowhere. Always remember that, kids. Well, that's a great way to end it with that PSA. So uh, we will wrap it up there. Don't forget to check out Andy and his high kicks and his friends and the PG version of the Santa Brawl special that you can find on YouTube. I've tweeted it out on the Isles Fix timeline, as has Andy at Andy Francis on Twitter. Uh, be sure to check that out, and we'll be back with you next week. And we will see uh, whether or not uh, everyone is still very excited about Hudson Fashing, whether or not the Islanders have gotten back any reinforcements, and what that means for players like Fashing, for Ratu Ratu, and whether or not Casey's Sezikis stay at, at the winger position or remain. For Mr. Andy Francis, I am Joe Bono. We will talk to you next time on this country. Happy New Year. New Year, same you. Take it easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.